Merry Christmas, y'all. I hope you are having some good holidays and you are well rested and perhaps you even slept in. We're not judging. Sometimes you just need to get a little extra sleep. I know the folks in my church who work retail, they look rough on Christmas Eve. They're <laughs> <laughs> the only people who are keeping up with the pastors on the coffee intake. Amen. Amen. So... We know if you need to snooze, we'd much rather you did it at home in your warm, comfortable bed than in our pews. And you can always catch up with the sermon later, right here on the Sunday Morning Sleep-In. Now, you're still going to miss out on lots of cool stuff that we love about church. It's one of the last places you get a whole bunch of different generations together to hang out. It's where we get a lot of support and encouragement from each other. It's where people challenge your ideas occasionally. It's where we have great music and cookies and fellowship time and kids that crack us up but we will give you the one part of it that we can i'm susan foster and i'm chris marshall and we are united methodist pastors in rito nevada we're not theological experts or the perfect pastor we're just your average pastor helping their congregation work through the big questions of the day of every week and hope that you will join us yeah we started this podcast so that if you're away from home or working, or enjoying the beautiful Sierra Nevadas around here, or if you are coaching your kid's soccer team, or maybe you're just sleeping in, you can keep up with some of the ideas floating around the church these days. Each episode is a conversational version of a sermon we gave. Now, conversation meaning we interrupt each other, and we uh, have comments, and sometimes they're uh, helpful, and sometimes they're not. They're less helpful, yeah. Yeah, but you know. What we're trying to give you a sense of the questions that we're thinking about and hope that when you listen to this snuggled up perhaps in your favorite place in your house or maybe on the go in your car, that you will um, receive this with an open mind and an open heart. And because this is a conversational version of what we gave on Sunday, uh, we encourage you to have your own conversation about it. We don't need you to agree with everything we say. In fact, we encourage you to disagree, nitpick us. Don't necessarily email us with your nitpicking, but figure out not so much uh, if you agree with everything that we believe, but figure out what you believe, what you're thinking about. Uh, Our sincere hope is that you will experience the mysterious loving force in the world we know as God moving in your life as you consider, among all the other things, this. So, Chris, on Christmas Eve, I actually preached two different sermons, and I'm going to tell a little story on myself just because, well, (laughs) I think people need to know that pastors are human, too. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, in my head, when I wrote my sermon for Christmas Eve this year, I was thinking I just had to preach in the 7 o'clock service, because our 5 o'clock service was going to be this... Join in everybody who comes as a part pageant, and there's no sermon in that. Instant pageant, yeah. Instant pageant, right? And then I looked at the bulletin right about halfway through the telling of the story on Christmas Eve, and I realized that I had put a meditation oh. into the five o'clock service. <laughs> and then you start thinking really quick, can I summarize what I'm preaching later? Do I know what I'm preaching, preaching later? later? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, that I, I can't pull that out of my brain right now because I've got all 15 other things that have been in my brain. Of course. And but then you're like watching the play and going, maybe something will happen, happen here that I can expand. And that's exactly what I ended up doing. Oh, wow. I really talked about. Um, so this pageant is a little chaotic. Right? Yeah. Because uh, even Mary and Joseph and the angel and the head king, and they don't rehearse very much ahead of time. I just give them a fancier costume and we go with it, right? Good. So 
I got up and I was talking about how holy chaos is really what the season is about. Oh, nice. That we are in the midst of what God is, this inbreaking that God is doing. And sometimes that doesn't look as pretty and as gorgeous as those beautiful Christmas cards we get. Yeah, it's that more disturbing than it's anything It's a little else. more disturbing and it, and it knocks us out of our, our comfort zone. So I just had to tell that little little story on myself. And it did connect to the next service's sermon. It just wasn't exactly the same words, but in a lot of ways, the same. The similar same, message. Similar message. Yeah. So Chris mentioned in her podcast that she preaches on a specific text. And since we have my services, we've just read the entire story out of three the whole, gospels. The whole thing. <laughs> uh, out of three gospels that I just tend to just find a theme that I want to talk about and talk about it for yeah. my Christmas Eve service. So for my seven o'clock service, I, I delivered the sermon that I had written. And, and it was ba- it's based on this whole idea that, and it's, it's a, a corollary maybe to the holy chaos idea, that life is a series of adjustments to reality. And that life very rarely turns out like we had planned. You know, I said, look, look back at this week, look back this month, this year. Um, did it all turn out like you expected? No. And, and there was not a single person in my audience who went, no. Yes, it was all no. You know, and how often did it meet your expectations? Probably not that often, Very right? Very rarely. So, you know, I point out that, of course, there are times when things go as we have planned and think moments that live up to our expectations. And there are those times that exceed our expectations and exceed the plan that we had in, in an amazing way. Because some realities are just better than anything you could have imagined, right? But and some were just different. And sometimes you had to adjust and to a radically different reality. And so the example I give is I said, do you remember what it was like thinking about how cool it was going to be to be an adult? Oh. Right? Oh. Right? Like like the whole idea, I can stay up till midnight every night and nobody can tell me what to do. There's literally nobody policing whether or not I have chocolate cake for breakfast. Right. Exactly. Right? <laughs> But those of us who have reached adulthood have realized that um, sometimes you have to be an adult. Ugh, <laughs> adulting. Adulting. Hashtag adulting. Hashtag adulting. Hashtag this week I don't want to be a grown up. Yeah. Right? Just reminding us of those curveballs, those, those things that don't meet our expectation, and how that is thoroughly illustrated in Jesus' life. Yeah. Right? Right. Nobody expected the baby to be born in a manger. Bethlehem, perhaps, but a manger? Come on. Yeah. Right? What, um, what is a manger, Susan? Oh, a manger is like a thing that holds feed. A feeding trough. A feeding trough. Okay. And sometimes it, it we, we have them very picturesquely designed gilt. as... Huh, gilt? Built, built. Yeah, they're gilt and they're beautiful, yeah. but, you know, they're often like uh, meant to hold straw. So yeah. they're, and so that means they're not necessarily the most solid of things. There's some archaeological research that, you know, maybe the one that the baby Jesus laid in was like a carved out stone thing. It's fancy. Um, <laughs> or maybe just in the side of a, 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 wall. a, a wall. Yeah. Right. Not never a something comfortable. And Jesus's life is like this, right? His life, his teachings, his death, even resurrection. None of that is met the expectations of others. That meant uh, they met God's vision, God's plans, God's way through, but they weren't our expectations. And so the reality and the, the adjustments that we need to make when God's in the mix 
are pretty significant sometimes. Yeah. And that's kind of a, oh, I preached it on, on Christmas Eve and I'm like, uh, might not be the cheeriest of messages. Well, but because you look at the story, right? This is a poor baby born in a barn, raised by working class parents who were refugees for a part of his life and then settle in a, a little backwater village and the comments in the text, right? Like we hear these stories as Jesus starts to teach. People say things like, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Yeah. And um, are you the Messiah or should we look for another? We talked right. about that recently. Yeah. Uh, he can't be the Messiah. He eats and drinks with tax collectors and sinners. He's the worst. He's the worst, right? <laughs> And isn't this guy that the son of Joseph, that carpenter guy, you know, who does he think he is? Like, all of these are illustrations that somehow Jesus is not meeting expectations as as he grows and as he is in ministry, right? And then I pointed out how we have 2020 vision. Yeah. And we look back on the story and go, of course we would have recognized Jesus. Oh, no. And I meet people all the time like, I would never have not known it was Jesus. And And you go, yeah, you know. Um, I don't think we're any better than they were. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're in the midst of this. When we say with certainty that we would have known what God was doing, and then my question has to be, do you know what God's doing right now? Yeah. <laughs> and oftentimes you're like, well, no. I can't explain this or this, but, 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 right? Yeah. And we think we wouldn't have any doubts. And, you know, one of the things about Christmas Eve reminds us that we need to be honest about really where we are with this. Yeah. That we are we are as broken as those who first receive the news. We we miss it just as much. We have a just as many unrealistic expectations. Mm-hmm. Chris, I don't know if you have this experience, but when you talk to people and they talk about Jesus, it's almost as if they're describing a superhero. Oh my goodness! Yes, right. Like yeah. you're like. I think we've even used that as a description when we do children's moment in church before. We've talked about like, what's your favorite superpower? And right. What was Jesus's superpower? And yeah, uh, and we, we talk about him as being special and different and kind of glowy. Right, know? right, right. And I think about how sometimes, like, that's when I talk to people, that's really what they want from God. They want the superhero that comes in in one fell swoop and makes it all right. Fix it. Yeah, just fix it. Just fix it. And that's one way that we we have to hold those unrealistic expectations. And I also think of another way is um, when we attach the will of God to a particular political and economic vision of the future, no matter what side you are on, on our current politics situation, because we're looking for signs that's happening so that we can believe in God. Yeah. And, and that God's kingdom is coming in our midst. And yet we have a God who persists in giving us what we need, not what we want. Oof. Oof. <laughs> who responds to our desire for strength with some weakness who when we think power is what we need might turn the tables on us yeah i realize that that's not going to be where it's going to come from or when we ache for achievement we end up in places that hurt and might be full of loss holy so, failure holy failure it's so funny so funny how powerful and persistent the image of the warrior king is. Mm. Because I think some of the songs that people love to sing, I mean, you're like, no, that's actually not what I'm reading in the Bible. It's actually not how it works. Right? Right? <laughs> right? Like, it's in there and we're like, oh, what are we thinking? 
you know, we still desire that Messiah on a, on leading an army on a big white horse. And then we come to Christmas Eve. Out of the pretty packages and sparkling lights into church where it's a little shiny and it's a little sparkly. We've put a few more candles out. We shine things up a little because we're expecting visitors. Hmm. But we come and we hear a story that in its simplicity, in its perverseness, I mean, not in like an awful way, but like it fights us every step of the way. Yeah. Right? It says, there's a, here's a pregnant teenager with this very confused, probably, or at least wondering what the heck he's gotten himself into guy. Good old Joe. Joseph. And along come these shepherds straight from a field, stinking all. And some really lost wise men, and we always joke, they came with the wrong gifts, right? Yeah, right, yeah. right? Who are far from home. And none of that is how we would have it. And the rest of the story that we tell in this coming Sunday about the king's coming and Mary and Joseph needing to, to escape and the political situation around that, all of it is not... It wasn't safe. None of it was safe. None of it was perfect. None of it was shiny. <laughs> It reminds me of the song, actually, that the choir sang huh? uh, on Christmas Eve at my church. They sang this song in Spanish about a Galician family going to see the baby. And along the way, everything is going wrong. And so right. they're trying to bring these gifts to the Christ child in Bethlehem. And along the way, the borough, which our choir, who doesn't speak Spanish, are all talking about the chocolate burrito, because that's <laughs> what it looks like in their, in their <laughs> lyrics. Their words. The chocolate burrito. This burrow, this uh, donkey is carrying chocolate and it keeps spilling and bubbling over and they're they're crying for Mary, Mary, come help us because the chocolate is spilling over and Mary, Mary, come help us because thieves are trying to steal the swaddling clothes that we're bringing for the baby and Mary, Mary, come help us because one of the hungry calves that are have given up their space so that Jesus can have the manger is eating now our straw hats and like so they're crying out for Mary, Mary, come help us because everything is going to pot. And Mary is running around trying to help everybody bring these gifts that they can to the Christ child. And I just think, well, that's as annoying as that song is. <laughs> it's pretty accurate, right? It's really about us trying to live this life of faith and stumbling over all of the awkwardness, all of the inconvenient truths yes. around us along the way. Yeah. And just wanting somebody to just fix it for us. Just, just make it easy. It, right? Just right. make it easy for us. And um, that's not what we're given. And that's not what we're given. Poor Mary runs around and fixes everybody's lives, but that's not usually that's how not really works. how it happens, right? Yeah. Right? So my theme, you know, life is a series of adjustments to reality. And the question that comes to me about in Christmas Eve and in the birth of, of Jesus is, are we ready? Mm. Are we ready to make some adjustments to our reality so that we can be a part of God's reality? Yeah. So, so that we can see the reality of who the Christ child is. And who it is who has come to us in this world. Are we ready for the unexpected? Never. Never. <laughs> you never expect the Spanish Inquisition, right? Yeah, nobody right? expects the Spanish Inquisition. Inquisition that's right. right. Thank you, Monty um, Python. Monty Python. But but it's that's the thing, right? The angels say to the shepherds, do not be afraid. This is good news. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but when I receive good news, people don't usually have to tell me not to be afraid of it. <laughs> I kind of wonder if it was like, don't worry, it's good news this time. <laughs> like a, like the a last time, time we like, came, it was bad news. You know, the last time we were here, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah and us got into a fight. But this time, this time we, we it's don't, something good. Maybe. Just, maybe. just go with it. 
Right. Just go with it. I also left the, the, the congregation with a Bonhoeffer quote. Oh, um, yeah, let's hear it. From Dietrich Bonhoeffer, and um, this comes from God is in the Manger. Look up, you whose gaze is fixed on this earth, who are spellbound by the little events and changes on the face of the earth. Look up to these words. You who have turned away from heaven disappointed. Look up. You whose eyes are heavy with tears and are heavy and who are crying over the fact that the earth has gracelessly torn us away. Look up, you who burdened with guilt cannot lift your eyes. Look up, your redemption is drawing near. Something different from what you see daily will happen. Just be aware, be watchful, watch just another short moment. Wait, and something quite new will break over you. God will come. Oh, Bonhoeffer. Yes. Well, thanks, Susan, and thanks to you. Thanks for listening to the Sunday Morning Sleep-In podcast. If you have questions for us or stories that relate to the topics we've been talking about today or any other day, go ahead and shoot us an email. We're at sundaymorningsleepin at gmail.com, or you can catch us on sundaymorningsleepin.com, or on Facebook at Sunday Morning Sleep-In. The scripture for this podcast was all the scripture. Yeah, all the scripture that has anything to do with Christmas Eve. Matthew read on Sunday, 1 through 3, Saturday evening. Luke 1 and 2, two. Mark nothing, and John 1. one. Go ahead and check those out. Uh, if you're not familiar with those uh, scriptures, we encourage you to do that. The theme music that you are hearing right now is Take Me Higher by Jazar. So at the end of worship, we send people forth because the work of being people of faith is not done in worship it is done in living and so we send people forth with this tricky word called the benediction which really means a blessing and so my blessing for you today is that you would go forth ready to make adjustments for god's reality to let go of your tightly held ideals so that god's ideals might be present to you go look see god is coming amen amen